this is the last conversation of the year. Um, I wanted to discuss goal setting and some different ways that I did that this year. And what I learned from that, because I made two, well, I made an art goals list that I did not complete by far, like really didn't complete. And then I was involved in the reading glasses reading challenge for 2022 and I did not complete that, almost. I did eight out of 10 things. So there's two things that I missed out on doing, but uh, last year was the first year I did it and I did complete it. So I kind of wanted to just talk about that because I was reflecting on it. So first of all, the reading glasses reading challenge was something introduced to me by a friend. Uh, I mean, he introduced me to the podcast, the reading glasses podcast, which is a book about literary life and culture. And it's really fun um, to listen to. They interview different people sometimes in the book community, the bookish community, and just have really cool conversations. And it's pretty lighthearted, but uh, gets into some cool stuff. And they do a reading challenge every year where they give you five books to read, not specific books, but five types of books. And then they give you five book tasks. So I'll give you... This is 2022s, and I'll tell you about it. So the Reading Glasses Reading Challenge for 2022. Books to read. A self-help book. A retelling, which basically is like... um, So in this case, what I read was Grim Fairy Tales version of Alice in Wonderland. So it's taking a story, retelling it in a new way. Uh, The first book in a series, and... A book by an Asian American or Pacific Islander author. And then the fifth one was a book that has been adapted into a film. Book tasks. Watch the film from the book that you read that was adapted into a film. Ask someone what they're reading. Track your reading. Uh, Get into a reading streak of at least 10 minutes a day for at least one week straight. And then figure out your reading pathway. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details of what a reading pathway is, but that was just a task. Uh, So there's five books to read, five tasks to do, and I did not complete it. And I am not used to really doing a lot of goal setting in, in a structured way, like in a list. I think that a lot of the time I have been more loose with it and just been like well I'll just do better than I did before and I just need to like work on this or work on that and it's not a big deal and just like hey if I'm just doing better than I was before that's a win and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but it was kind of nice to have some direction and have some prompts that were given by someone else and kind of in this community of people that were doing things and like my friend who introduced me to the podcast was doing the reading challenge last year and the year before that I think too he didn't do it this year at all. He just didn't really pay attention to it. And this year, when I was doing it, I just didn't... I mean, he's the only person I know that listens to this podcast or participates in that reading challenge. So, I, um, yeah, that was the only person that I, I could connect with on that. But it, it was good to do. Um, art goals. I had this piece of paper with art goals... As you can see here, I had it up in the studio. Use water-soluble oils, because I have some and I want to learn how to use them. Uh, paint at least three landscape. Paint at least five portraits. P- 
paint at least two full figures, self-publish my poetry slash photo book, and paint another B-box piece. I painted two portraits. Uh, I didn't make this at the beginning of the year either was the thing. Not to be like not as an excuse, but I didn't I didn't make this until like halfway through the year, uh, or like four or five months into the year at the very earliest. Um, so I painted two more portraits, and that was it. Um, that was it. I did a lot of other paintings, but the whole point of setting those art goals were to do things that one that I wanted to do but have not pushed myself to get past the fear of doing, like using the water-soluble oils. Painting a B-box piece as well, because the only one that I've ever done before, it did not go the way that I had planned. Um, so I think I was scared to do another one because it just didn't work out. It ended up selling, but I ended up changing my idea to fit, to suit the, the painting took me in another direction, put it that way. And I didn't execute it the way that I thought it would be and I was just like I want to do it a certain way and like even though I was able to resolve that piece it wasn't what I was going for initially and therefore I just felt like I, I wanted to try again um come here puppy come here baby so that those were examples of things that I was scared to do because water soluble oils or oils in general I'm scared to use it's a learning curve I don't know what I'm doing. It's way harder than using acrylics. Like there's a lot of setup. It might be something I don't even want to do. Obviously I don't want to do it enough, I would say, because I haven't done it yet, but I would like to get into it. Painting more portraits is something too that like, I want to push past this thing where like, they're difficult for me. I really like the outcome when they're done well, but they're not gonna be done well with consistency unless I do them more often. So there's a reason why I set these goals that I did. And same thing with landscapes. I want to do more landscapes, but sometimes because I find them difficult, they don't turn out in the way that I'd like. They're not as comfortable as working abstractly. So there's these things that I just, yeah, I, I, I chose not to do. I was like, oh, I'll do it later. Like I've got lots of time. And then of course time came and went and I didn't get them done. I think just those two different examples of having lists of, of goals, things to do, I I was reflecting on that and I'm not beating myself up about not finishing those things at all. Well, not the way that I thought I would be. And in the case of reading glasses, there are some things that, that there was one specific thing that was really interesting to me. Um, that it pointed out. And that was that out of over 1,100 books that I have in my personal library, I don't have a book by an Asian American or Pacific Islander that I could confirm is, is like that that person fits into that category. I have one book that might be from an Asian American author, but I couldn't confirm it anywhere. And I tried really hard. So that was an interesting thing that just like, um, um, that was, that was an interesting thing that came from the challenge 
I didn't end up reading that book. I had one that I just I thought would be an issue. Yeah, I couldn't confirm it. Um, and it was just like, wow, I've got that many books and none of them come from that category. And it made me just realize like, well, how many other categories could there be? Millions and I don't have books by them. But like I have books by Asian authors. Yes, but by Asian Americans specifically. And then I was just like, it's kind of a dumb category anyway. Like it's so specific and whatever. And the, the, the hosts of the podcast are American, so there's more reason for them to have that be a thing, to challenge someone to read that. Um, the year beforehand, it was to read a book by an indigenous person, and I had been putting off reading this Thomas King book. I had Green Grass Running Water. I had that in university as a textbook, and I never read it for this literary uses of mythology class. And I did read it last year in, the, in 2021's challenge. And it wasn't for me. And now I know that. <laughs> now I just, I know that, you know, Thomas King's not necessarily for me. And that's just the way that is. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm glad that I read it so that I know. But um, that was because of the challenge. I don't know when I would have ever got to it if it wasn't for the Reading Glasses Challenge. Um, Ren, leave it. Renifer. Chasing the cat. Anyway. So I thought, okay, well, that, if anything, it just makes me pay more attention to the books that I do have. And, and it's just kind of a nice reminder or refresher on certain books get published um, and certain ones don't. And sometimes that is due to things like race and culture and not necessarily the race of the author always, but, but who they're, they're, they're writing about. And... I think that sometimes, let's just say you had a black author writing about black people and those stories being undervalued and being seen as not profitable and there's no market for it. And it just, that's, a, that's an interesting thing to me. So not getting around to the other one, which is reading the first in a series, I just didn't have time. So I just chose to read other books and then I ran out of time in my reading. I didn't read as much as I was hoping to read and you know, I did most, like, all the book tasks I did in, like, the first month or two. And most of the books I read in the first couple months of the year, like, that were listed there. And I was planning to read the first book in a series book at the end of the year so that I can continue reading that series. And, it, and again, it's kind of just pushed me to be like, you've got these series of books, you should read them. But I'm so used to just reading a one-off book because I'm scared of reading a series and maybe it not being good and then me continuing with it for too long and investing a lot of time and energy into a, into a series that I'm not into. But that also tells me I need to let go of that, right? So when it comes to the Reading Glasses Challenge, um, Reading Glasses Reading Challenge for 2022, he pointed out some things to me. It, it was nice to have that challenge. Even if I didn't complete it, I learned from it. And I would like to continue doing the challenges and seeing what I can do. But it was just nice to not beat myself up over it because I really thought I would. And I didn't. And, and that was good. Also, with the art goals, again, it showed me what I'm afraid of and that I still want to do these things. I want to push myself to do these things. No, I didn't do them yet. But there, it shows me where some of the weaknesses are in my practice um, because I didn't do these things. And that... even. And again, not beating myself up over it, but just like, okay, well, why didn't you do those things? 
maybe it's because you also didn't paint as much as you were wanting to, and when you did paint, you just went to something easy, or you went like completely in the other direction or just did something chaotic and wild and experimental, which is awesome, and I love doing that, and I then those things do push me. Ren, Ren is tired of me talking, I guess. Um, so those that, that, that did, I did things that pushed me, but I didn't, I have a very hard time going into the studio with a plan. And I think that I, if I can do that more, that would be great. Also, if I could do more work that is less mood based, that would be really interesting to do, which landscapes tend to be like that. Sometimes portraits are like, again, things that I have to plan. If I just like, oh, I'm planning to do an abstract. I have no idea what that abstract is going to look like. I don't necessarily know what colors I'm going to use. It is so mood-based. Whereas if I have to draw the picture of someone for a portrait, if I have to draw out the landscape and choose my color palette very carefully, same thing with a, a portrait, um, or doing these bee boxes or things like that, like there's more work involved there that I'm scared to do. And I've done it before, and I know that I can do it, and sometimes I really love the results. And I want a more consistent art practice. Therefore, I should be doing that. So I say, setting these goals in the way that I have, despite the fact that I wasn't successful in completing them all, I feel successful in that I learned from them. Because that, that is the purpose of doing this, is that it's not to just check a box. It's that I get something from it. It's that I take something away from it. And I learned certain things about myself, um, my reading habits, and about just reading in general, and about books, and about whatever, and also about my artistic practice. I learned those things by creating these goals. And I would like to continue doing that. So uh, for next vlog, I'm going to give you the new reading glasses challenge after I listen to the podcast and, and know what it is. So you can join me in that if you'd like to try that out. Because um, I definitely have read some books that I otherwise would not have read, maybe ever, or definitely not read as soon, if I didn't do that challenge. And I think that was really good, and I, and I appreciated it. And, you know, doing the art goals, uh, I'm going to come up with maybe some different ones, but I'm going to keep some of those ones on there. And it helps me just understand, too, what are realistic goals? And if they're not that realistic, is that okay? And why not, right? Um, what am I trying to do with my goal setting? Like just by doing, by, by, by participating in the act of creating a list of things I want to accomplish, it is beneficial, 100% beneficial. As long as you can separate from it enough to not be upset at yourself and have an unhealthy relationship with goal setting. I think that it also shows me where my weaknesses are with my discipline and where my where maybe I am growing in that area and where I need to do more work. And that's really beneficial to me growing as a person. So goal setting I will continue to do. And uh, next vlog, I will update you with my 2023 goals for art and for the Reading Glasses Reading Challenge. So we will we'll see you then.